do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. This show is a, as the uh, area that it is located on iTunes indicates, a personal journal, quote unquote, of the media I have consumed. I pour it forth into the internet so that it does not sit in the dusty attic of my brain and slowly or not so slowly, drive me insane. (laughs) I believe the possibility exists that you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of the possibility of spoilers. As a spoiler, a warning. Hmm... Uh, I believe that's all. Uh, Behind the scenes action, last episode, I remember, did not go well at all. And I really didn't think it came out well. So probably lost a bunch of listeners. Maybe I'm crazy. Not that I have many listeners to lose, that is. Uh, But, uh, you know, let's uh, cross our fingers and hope this one is better. I've already noticed, excuse me, the fact that I've just got up uh, and it's uh, 6.11 in the morning. That I've got a, a really deep, uh, some, some may say sexy voice going. So, you know, maybe that's a, a good thing. Oh, boy. <sighs> Let's push a timer uh, button like this button that will start a timer. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Hallmark Magic Cards. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, this is going to be a f- almost never happened um, episode. <clears throat> excuse me, in which I have no movies. Yeah, this is uh, this segment will be a, a double game, Gavin, because I've got uh, a bunch of games to talk about. Uh, yeah, just uh, watching a lot of Cheers, as uh, if you listen to the last horrible episode, you will know. Um, I'm just sort of chugging along through those, enjoying my time, and uh, not watching too many movies. And uh, next episode, I think I might even have a double movie monologue. We'll we'll see, sort of playing that by ear. But uh, no, no, no movies this entire episode. Wow. Unheard of, perhaps. Uh, so, uh, Double Game Gabin... Uh, We're talking the video game Hand of Fate, not Hand of Fate 2, because that is now available, I do believe, but but, uh, Hand of Fate. Uh, Yeah, how do you explain this game? It's interesting. It's definitely unlike any game I've played 
Um, but it is like games I've played if you were to mash them together. Yeah, well, let's put it that way. It's got a little, uh, little card battle. So basically you're sitting at a table with a sort of fortune telly looking guy. Uh, and he's got a deck of cards and you've got a deck of cards and you're trying to beat him. Hence the card battle. Now the way in which the uh, quote unquote battles and progression takes place is very interesting. It, it does like multiple different things. It's not a simple... Uh, I put down a card, he puts down a card, they fight, uh, card battle magic, uh, the gathering style game. No, it's it's much deeper and sh both shallower at the same time. Um, so I'll put down a, uh, uh, I'm not even putting down a card, I've put down a, <clears throat> like a, a pathway of cards, and I'm sort of trying to find the end, and then I'll go on to the next level. And uh, as I progress through this pathway of cards, different things will happen. Uh, say if I do have to battle, then it goes into actual uh, third-person perspective battle where my character is swinging a sword and I'm fighting his uh, minions. So, so there's actually some uh, action elements there, which is pretty cool. Then I'll land on cards where there's like story and it's kind of like a, a text-based adventure. Uh, and as I progress, I've got to pay attention to things like my health, of course, um, food. Every move uh, is as if I'm walking, I guess, so I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of a strange mechanic, but you do have to pay attention to food because if you run out of food, you start taking damage. Um, just sort of a, a, a interesting idea, whoever came up with this, taking a, a card battle game and then adding different elements from different games uh it, it makes me curious for hand of fate 2 if it's more of the same or if somehow they took um these elements and then took different video games and added uh, totally different genres to it because uh, I, I feel like somewhat easily they could they could add that um there's there's cards you land on where uh, you'll land on it and then you'll say, uh, oh, you see a, just to give an example, you see something shiny down in the gorge below. Uh, what do you want to do? You could say, uh, I ignore it and move on. Or you could say, uh, you know what, I'm going to climb down and see what it is. Uh, then it'll give you a choice of, uh, like pick a card, any card, sort of four cards come up. Some will be failures, some will be limited success, some will be highly successful. So if you get the highly successful one, you'll make it down and back and then get a cool sword. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Some sort of RPG kind of sort of kind of sort of elements. Uh, just in terms mostly of equipment, uh, curses, and blessings. So uh, you'll have uh, your weapon and you'll have a uh, like what you're wearing and they can sort of grant things either in combat or out of combat mostly in combat uh, like bonuses to your attacks um, at the end of each level uh, you're sort of facing a, a, a boss of the level based on the the cards are sort of like rat men there's lizard people those ones were i think the toughest ones uh all in all i think rating wise I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if I can go 5 out of 5, but I think I can give it a very solid 4 out of 5. I would recommend Hand of Fate 
Uh, even just for the fact that I've never really... Like, I, I've played games that are like the games within this, but never one sort of... Uh, an amalgamation like this, so... Sure, I recommend. Today's television talk sponsor is Fumar. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, talking Corner Cast Animated Season 1, Episodes 1 to 7. Yeah, watched a bunch of them. Uh, I don't know. Did I watch? Uh, probably. I'm just going to assume that I did a rewatching of Corner Gas on this podcast. Uh, uh, podcast since 2012 when I started it. Yeah, I, I gotta assume that's a fact. Because I have, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Corner Gas, it was a show from, um, I don't know, was it the early 2000s, I guess? <coughs> Excuse me. A Canadian show. And I do believe to this day one of the most popular Canadian television shows of all time. It was a comedy that took place in a small Saskatchewan town. Um, hosted, uh, sorry, not hosted, uh, created by, uh, comedian Brent Butt, uh, also starring Brent Butt, uh, where he ran a gas station in this town, and it's just the sort of, uh, the crazy shit that went on in this town. Uh, very Canadian-esque in a lot of regards, and, uh, just a, just an amazing show. Loved it so much. Um, uh, been debating rewatch every once in a while. It sort of creeps in. It's one of those shows that I know every couple of years I'll rewatch. Just a really, really good, funny, uh, just sort of relaxing show, I'd even say. I don't know why I'd add the word relaxing to it, but it, it is just sort of like Cheers. A show you can just sort of put on and seeps into your bones and a, and a warmth, uh, sort of encompasses your entire body as the comedy and relaxation ensues. Hmm. Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? Uh, so this is the animated version. Yeah. Uh, I guess Brent Butt, uh, the, the show's popularity uh, combined with his desire to revisit this world, uh, combined with the fact that uh, the actors are maybe a little older now, uh, but they didn't want to change the, the dynamics of the show. Um, meant that an animated version makes sense, and I think it does. And uh, just sort of rating-wise, right off the bat, because I do it early so I don't forget, um, will I go 5 out of 5? I know I go 5 out of 5 for the, the actual real show from back in the day, but I think I would take a mark off for this. Um, so it's still a solid great 4 to 5, and I, can, I plan on continuing watching. Um, it, it's just they... I feel like maybe the sort of looked at the, if you can call it a formula from Family Guy, where they'll say something crazy and then it'll do like a quick cut to that crazy thing that they're mentioning or uh, talking about and then quickly cut back, which is fine, but um, their level of craziness is so rooted in reality that it's it's often not as funny <laughs> or good that's that's my one sort of knock against it and, and let me let me put it this way the first episode the first 
15 minutes even like the, the first 10 15 minutes of the show uh it was like watching a, a, an exact replica of corner gas like to the t and i loved it and then i almost feel like uh the creators of the show the animators of the show were like hey you know what we can do like crazy stuff uh because this is not actually happening this is animation why don't we do some crazy stuff uh, and then they sort of made that realization, and then crazy stuff started popping in. Like, uh, there was a, uh, I remember, like, a Mad Max recreation with the characters from Corner Gas, which, which sounds funny, and, and is funny, but uh, I, I, it doesn't have that, maybe that warmth and relaxation, huh? there you go, that I mentioned from the actual show, if that makes sense at all, which it might not. It might not. Maybe it's a little more frenetic. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Hmm. So, so that's why it's uh, losing that one mark. Still, still definitely uh, worth a watch. Let's look at some of the episodes. No, we will not, because we're out of time. But uh, maybe I'll bring back more. We'll see, we'll see. Today's book banter sponsor is... What kind of car does a low-level demon drive? An Impala. Impala. Chevy Impala. <sighs> Boy. Okay, so uh, we're reading uh, book number two of The Myth Adventures by Robert Lynn Asprin. Yes, the last name of this person is Asprin. Okay, uh, Myth Conceptions is the title of the book. Uh, yeah, uh, if you listen to my last shitty episode, I think this one's coming out better. Just, you know, we'll, let's just throw that out right now. Uh, uh, I talked of the first book of the series, this is the second, I think there's like nine, ten books. Uh, I think what I decided to do is uh, I read the first three, so just so you know, next episode we'll have the third one. Uh, and then I'm going to like take a break... So I do enjoy them, and they're short, they're easy reads. Uh, what I think I'll do is sort of, uh, every once in a while I'll come back and maybe read another three, because although they all take place in the same world, uh, with the same characters, seemingly, at least they do so far, uh, they are sort of fairly easy standalone novels. Um, so in the first book we learned of uh, this, uh, this magician, uh, apprentice guy by the name of Skeeve, <laughs> interesting name, um, and how he sort of uh, lost his uh, magician uh, that was apprenticing him, if that is a word, and how a demon is now apprenticing him, again, may not be a word, apprenticing, uh, and, and sort of the build-up of their dynamic and uh, sort of the rules of this world uh, in magic and such. Uh, and it was interesting. Uh, in this one, uh, they decide that uh, a real cushy job for uh, people in their line of work is a court magician. So uh, there's, uh, there's a land in which a court magician is needed, and apparently they're holding uh, tryouts. Uh, so it's all sort of the build-up for that, uh, with the, uh, as is the name of the demon, A-A-H-Z, 
uh, sort of, with the promise of, oh yeah, you really want to get this job. This is a real cushy job. Once you have it, you just, every once in a while, come up, twiddle your fingers a bit, do a little easy magic, and you just sit back and let the money roll in. Uh, so they get the job, and because this is a book, and uh, if that was what happened after they got the job, it wouldn't be very interesting. What actually happens is we learn uh, this kingdom is about to be overrun by the largest army that has ever been gathered in the history of the world, period, full stop. <laughs> and they've been hired to stop uh, said army. Uh, one magician versus the world's largest army. That also actually has uh, magicians working for it. I don't know how they thought that was going to work, but, spoiler alert, uh, eventually it does work, and they do manage to kind of sort of, kind of sort of stop the army. Uh, the first step is to gather a team. Oh, you know what? I, and I've mentioned this more often in Shirley uh, movie, don't call me Shirley, in movie monologues, where I, I love... Uh, sequences of gathering gathering teams it's usually uh it usually comes in the form of gathering teams for heists heists but uh just just the thing of gathering teams i love uh, so they do that in this and it comes in the form of uh traveling to this uh different plane i guess it would be uh it's a bazaar uh, not as in it's it's really weird, although it is, uh, but as in like a like a flea market. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that way. They travel to a, a magical, uh, demon-run flea market and end up. Uh, who do they get? So they've got uh, Skeev and Az, of course. Uh, this uh, troll girl assassin, mm, a troll girl assassin, who's like super uh, sexy apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently in this universe, uh, trolls are trolls. Male trolls are just, you know, how you picture trolls. But then female trolls are, like, real, you know, sexy for some reason. Um, uh, we've got an old archer dude, like, really old, like, falls asleep uh, at a moment's notice, but is also freakishly good with a bow and arrow. Uh, we've got a gargoyle, mm -hmm, as you do, an imp... Uh, we've got a Gleep from the last book, who's a uh, young dragon, and then we have a Gremlin, which I didn't really understand because uh, I don't really know what he did, and quite often he wouldn't be there. Like it, they would say, "Oh, you know, with the Gremlin's here," and then you would uh, look around and he would be nowhere to be seen. So it was sort of like a an ongoing joke for some reason. Um, Rating-wise, uh, I like this one better than the first one, even. Do I go five? Probably go four, yeah. Uh, giant army versus a team of six people. The excitement of how the hell are they going to do this was there throughout. You know what, and since we're out of time, as you've heard, uh, I'm not even going to spoil it. They do obviously win because, you know, it's a book, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how... Uh, a the world's largest army ever assembled is quote-unquote defeated by a band of six merry and not-so-merry men and not-so-men, meaning uh, one woman.
Today's game Gavin sponsor is KFC Kentucky Pride Chocobo. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, got two games in this game Gavin segment for a total of three games in this one friggin' episode here. That's a lot of games. Uh, first off, let's go Final Fantasy XV or 15 if you prefer. Uh, hmm. I had very, very high hopes for this game, and perhaps that was the problem. Um, it looked great, all reviews were great, uh, the person I know played it said it was great, and for some reason it just never clicked for me. Uh, part of me believes that I will go back, because I am, you know, several, like 20 plus even, hours into the game. Uh, but then I just sort of, my interest fizzled a bit. Um, and I think this happened with the last Final Fantasy as well. I don't know. You know what I'm, I'm sort of starting to learn? I, I don't know if I'm a Final Fantasy fan. It just feels like maybe I'm not. Uh, because this seems to be a recurring theme with Final Fantasy games where... Uh, like, I played ten, uh, and I, I, I admit, ten was my first one, and I... Enjoyed the shit out of it. I played it for 100 plus. I don't know if I hit 200, but I played it a lot. I replayed it. Hell, I played X2. Yeah, that tells you something, right? Uh, and then every game since, I don't know if I've ever really completed them. Yeah, and I've never gone back and played 7, but I do. I think I own it, so maybe I will play that one time. I, I don't know. Um, rating wise, like right now, it's just like a 3. Yeah, like it's uh, had fun while playing. Don't know if I'll play it again. Yeah, that's that's what I use my threes for. So we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, okay, uh, so let's move on from uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, which may be back, maybe back uh, to the forest. Oh, uh, the forest may also have probably been on this podcast because it came out uh, in the beta version many many years ago. Uh, 2014, I think it might have been. Yeah, so so quite a while ago. But it was somewhat recently, in the last uh, couple of weeks, came out of uh, uh, beta, uh, alpha testing, uh, early access, I mean. Yeah, let's get those mixed up. Came out of uh, early access and is now a fully released, actual, factual game to play. Uh, so I decided to reinstall it and uh, test it out. And I, I gotta say, I did have uh, a lot of fun. I, I like this type of game. Uh, it's resource management, uh, you're sort of building, uh, your plane crashes on a uh, deserted island. Well, is it deserted? No, no, obviously it isn't, that'd be boring. Um, and you gotta sort of survive, and, and that's the base of the game, is that. You're, you're building up, uh, resources, you're gonna build, like, a, a hut at first, and then maybe... Uh, once you've sort of uh, found more stuff, uh, learned, uh, perfected your building of stuff, you'll build maybe a log cabin, uh, you can build like a boat even, uh, lots and lots and lots of different things you could build and craft and your, your weapons can get better, different weapons, bows and arrows, you'll go hunting, you need to feed yourself, you need to water yourself. Um, you got to stay uh, stay warm if you visit the cold areas. So so that's all the sort of underlying part of the game, which is fun. I, I like that sort of thing. Uh, Rust, obviously. Uh, I've spoken of my love of Rust uh, on this game a, a million times, and it's got a little Rust vibe in that sense. But 
where it differs is there's a story that's on this island. There's some fucking freaky shit, man. Uh, when you get to the end of this game, uh, it, it's got a little lost vibe in that you're on a seemingly uh, desert island, or desert island if you prefer, uh, and, and it's just like an island. But then you, as you sort of pierce uh, further and further into the island, and then deeper and deeper into the island, uh, you start to notice different things, different uh, combination of uh, technological as well as like mystical things going on on the island. Hmm. And again, we're out of time as you've heard, so I won't have to spoil those weird and fucking crazy shit going down. Whew, Ooh, baby. Uh, the forest, I think I'll give like a solid four or some some crazy five out of five moments, man. I love crazy shit in games uh, where you really don't see it coming, and the forest does have, does have stuff like that. So, yeah. I like the forest more than Final Fantasy XV. What is wrong with me, right? Whew. internet intercourse sponsor is the dm's guide to snm thank you for that sponsorship okay uh internet intercourse item the first the church of what's happening now with host joey coco diaz and guest his wife yeah never thought that would happen very very interesting uh if you're unfamiliar with uh, comedian Joey Coco Diaz, one of the funniest individuals out there, has a weekly podcast called The Church of What's Happening Now. Uh, just just an interesting, funny, can talk about anything, has a, has a very, very l led an interesting life. <laughs> yeah, l l let's put it that way. Uh, and it was recently, uh, from my perspective, not yours, because this will be many weeks uh, ahead of time, uh, somewhat recently it was Mother's Day, so I guess that's what sort of prompted him to have his wife on the show. It's hard to picture, and, and, and I'm sure perhaps even he feels this to some degree, it's hard to picture Joey uh, Diaz... Uh, being married and having a child <laughs> just the life he's led just his actual physical real voice <laughs> listening to him talk and what he talks about and how he talks uh, it, it almost feels like it's strange that he, he's married with a child but uh, you know what uh, after saying that maybe I, I regret saying it because I, I bet you he would be like a cool dad and, and, and a loving husband so I, I, I don't know why I say that anyways uh, it was interesting to see that side of his life because he may mention it from time to time and sometimes even talk about it in depth but it, it's almost like two separate people I feel with him where it's like his comedy uh, and some of his his past which is really intertwined with his comedy and then the sort of family man side of things which uh, very very interesting dynamic and uh, you can experience it for yourself by listening to that podcast hey look at that uh next we've got oh yeah uh added a new podcast to my podcast listening repertoire uh dragon talk which is the official D D podcast oh yeah 
So uh, I stopped, I will admit, listening to uh, Caverns and Comedians uh, with the realization that I didn't really like it because, uh, as they describe it, and this makes sense on some levels, and I'm sure many, many people like it, uh, they play D&D and then edit out the the rules and the rolling and the and, and stuff like that. Like, they edit out the game and just leave the story. Uh, and, and I sort of came to the realization that I like the, the rules and the and the roles and the I, I cast this specific spell and, and things of that nature. So uh, I thought where better to go than what is also a very popular podcast, uh, Dragon Talk, from uh, the Wizards of the Coast, I believe is who does it. Yeah. Um, where it's nothing but well I shouldn't say that uh, where it's much more heavy with uh, rules and, and, and different classes and features and, and stuff more that would perhaps be helpful to a DM like myself so uh, I, I gotta say I'm oh geez uh, I don't know if I'm 50 uh, I'm quite a number of episodes in and I'm really really enjoying it uh, they sort of don't follow a set formula which is also interesting and I like like they'll have some shows where they'll interview people like they've had on uh, Felicia Day Ed Greenwood uh, 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 Dan Harmon uh, Spencer Crittenden, Crittenden for example just as some of a cool guests uh, Felicia Day and Ed Greenwood who I both have the pleasure of meeting Ed Greenwood a couple times now uh, if you Google Nerd Kane Adventures, you can see just what I mean. Mmm, enticing. Uh, so it was cool to hear uh, episodes like that, but then they'll have ones where they talk about uh, sort of upcoming releases, like um, different modules and stuff. I've never used a module. I've always sort of written my own stuff. Um, but I like to hear them just for the reason of... Uh, sort of picking and choosing little things from them or, or getting ideas from them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder how, like, you you would think, or at least I, I always sort of make the assumption that running a module would be easier than creating your own just because you don't have to do the creating part, even though that's what I like and that's why I don't use modules. But uh, maybe it would be more difficult sort of following those set set not rules set like story interesting anyways uh recommend that if you're into D&D at all either from a rules perspective or just hearing people talk <clears throat> they'll interview dms and ask them about you know tips and tricks and stuff like that so i uh, highly recommend dragon talk um well, i got two other things i gotta do quick because we're out of time uh, i watched uh, something from uh, the youtube channel unboxing therapy they uh, had this set up for this $30,000 PC rig. It's one of those ones where it had like the, the chair that you sit in that sort of... <coughs> it looks almost like a pod that you... It's not fully enclosed, but it, it's like a pod you get in. And then there's like giant screens. Uh, you can have one, but they had like one... like I think it was like 40 inch uh, right in front of you. And then like two... Uh, uh, portrait displays on the side uh, it's just fucking massive and then and then it can like tilt uh, so you're like reclined uh, and, and like the arm pad uh, keyboard thing like you push a button and it like encloses you in um, <clears throat> I always thought if I won like the, the giant lottery I, I would have like a room 
dedicated to like uh, VR and and have a rig like this set up just like friggin souped up crazy PC uh, yeah that would be cool Ooh. Uh, last but not least, we've got uh, uh, Michael from Vsauce doing his dong, do it, do online now, guys, uh, talking about the Galton board. Um, that episode, very uh, Vsauce feel to it, as opposed to a, a dong feel. <laughs> dong feel, that's funny. Uh, that'll make sense if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you'll think I'm talking about penises. Folks... That's uh, it for this episode. See, much better than the last one, I feel like. Yep. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean butts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper